PulpMX Network Production. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC Kiefer Tested Podcast. The podcast you come to for the straight insight on all things moto-centric. Hard parts, bikes, gear, suspension, motor mods, and more. It's Kiefer Tested. Here he is, Chris Kiefer. Hey, how's it going? Thank you for downloading this episode and, of course, subscribing to this wonderful, wonderful podcast. God knows there is a shit ton out there. But welcome in. This is the Rocky RockyMountainATVMC.com Kiefer Tested Podcast presented by FXR Racing and Racetech. RockyMountainATVMC.com is the trusted online source for parts, accessories, gear for dirt bikes, side-by-sides, ATVs, and street bikes, low prices, and unparalleled customer service. Easy to see why you guys should be clicking on KieferInkTesting.com and then clicking on the RMATVMC banner. And you can continue to do your shopping, and that helps us out on the back end. It gives us a sliver, just a sliver, of what you guys are purchasing, and you guys have been doing that. So thank you very much. Some of you guys are out there wondering, what can I do for you, Kiefer? You've been taking the time to answer emails, helping us out. Just please support my advertisers and buy some merch. That's what you can do. As of right now, I don't have a subscription to anything that uh, I am giving out for free, which is advice, uh, some time, um, some clarity, and just overall trying to give you a straight line to having a good time on your dirt bike. Um, I love helping people out. I love doing the show. I love typing um, articles about dirt bikes. I like being on Pulp MX. I love doing videos on Racer X. These are the reasons why I do it because I love it. I do it myself. So just support my advertisers, and that helps me out a lot. So thank you guys for doing that. Go to fxrracing.com. Use the code KKMX. That's KKMX35. All caps, save yourself 30% off anything FXR related. Yes, they have been a little slow lately to get some stuff out, but stocking is coming back. We've got some ships coming out um, in the port. Things are getting back to normal, hopefully. I'm doing air quotes over here. Uh, if you guys ordered an LE edition, those are coming in on the end of April right here. I think we're in April right now. Yep, April 1st. This is not an April Fool's joke. This is actually being really serious. So if you guys have ordered over at fxrracing.com, thank you first and foremost. Yes, your stuff will be coming. I apologize for the wait, and so do they. Just be patient. This whole cold COVID shit has really done a number on stock and uh, you know manpower, employees, employers. So uh, we're slowly working our way back, and uh, of course, it is for me the most comfortable wearing gear that uh, is out there right now. Really good materials, Revo and Helium stuff. Really good stuff, and uh, I like the fit. My, if you guys are wondering, my LE Kiefer Edition gear will be available in June. We'll get a pre-order on that, and we'll have you guys decked out in Kiefer Ink Testing. FXR Racing branded gear in the summer. I'm excited. 
I've shown a few people what I got going on, and they're like, holy shit, that stuff looks good. So I'm excited for to, sh- to share it with you guys. A limited edition quantity. I think only about 300 pieces will be out there. So I hope you guys buy it. And if you guys do, show me a picture of you guys wearing it. And, uh, man, it's, it's an exciting time. I love it. And that's one of the main reasons um, why I left uh, Fly Racing to go to FXR was uh, – the materials, getting to build my own gear, and, of course, having a family atmosphere over at FXR. I've been with those guys off and on for many years. So great company. Check them out, fxrracing.com. And last but not least, another bunch of great dudes, Racetech, racetech.com. Email me, chris, at keyforinktesting.com. I'll get you a discount, or you can email sales at racetech.com. Use the code kefer 21 and that'll save you some moolah, save you some dough, get you guys uh, a little bit plusher suspension, uh, better engine. That's right. They have Vortex ECUs. They have head work. They can do valve jobs. They can do all kinds of stuff. Go check them out, racetech.com. We just did a build with Paul Thede and his son on Racer X. That'll be up this month. That was really cool. It's a dual sport, but something that his son could ride. He could ride to the track. Ride some vet track action and then ride home. Pretty bitchin'. We did that in the in the Racer X video, so that was fun. Paul Thede is a mastermind, great dude, and very smart. Rare in this industry, let me tell you. A lot of smart people, but they know it and they act like it and they're assholes. Not Paul. Good dude. So check out racetech.com. And of course, all my other sponsors, Power Motorsports. You want a KTM Yamaha Kawasaki at a kick ass Kiefer Inc. deal? Email me, chris at keyforinktesting.com, and I'll put you in touch with David over there and get you down the road in a new bike. If your local dealer doesn't have a motorcycle and they're like, hey, man, we're out of stock, we can't get any more of that specific motorcycle, email me. Power has a large inventory, a large stock, so chances are high David could get you one. If not, he can find you one. So great people over there. Eric at Works Connection. I don't even know what to say about Eric. Eric's just a solid, solid human being with great ass products. That's right. I said great ass. Eric, well, not so much, but the products are amazing. WorksConnection.com. Of course, on the back side of that, RideEngineering.com. Ride-Engineering. Adrian is also a solid dude. Makes bitchin' clamps no matter what Swap says. I'm working on a Honda split clamp right now for the 2021 Honda Sierra 450. So that'll be out. Chevrolet of Colleen, do yourself a favor. Get a blazer like Heather Kiefer. She loves it. And Chevrolet of Colleen, Texas, they can get you hooked up into one at a great price. ProTaper.com, get yourself a set of Evos, 6D, ATR2s. Oregon Old Timers Association, I'm headed to Glen Helen next week. Holy hell. Oregon Old Timers, or you can just go to oldtimers.com, OregonOldTimers.com, whatever you want to do. I will be at Glen Helen the 10th and 11th. Aiden and I both will be racing. And then the following weekend is Mesquite, Nevada, 17th and 18th. I might make it out there as well because I just love Mesquite. So go visit those guys, Oregon Old Timers, and come bullshit with me over at Glen Helen next weekend. ScreenPrintingDone.com. Neil, you want 10 free T-shirts? Go do yourself a favor. Order some. He'll kick in some free tees. Dunlop. Get yourself a Dunlop. Dunlop. That's my best seven deuce deuce version. Dunlop. MX33, MX53, MX12. Get the scoop. Scoop life. Dunlop Motorsports. 
Plum Creek funding, refi your home. Zach will help you do that. And last but not least, blood lubricants. Save your engines, save a life. Bloodlubricants.com. There's also a code for that. So you can always email me about any of my advertisers. Or just listen to the commercials. They're fun. All right, seven minutes in. We haven't talked anything about what this show's about. Well, you know what? This show's about the 2021 WR450F all new. That's right. Last time I was with Mike Ulrich on camera, I said, hey, uh, the YZ250F doesn't have a lot of updates. And he's like, no, 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 no. There's a shit ton of updates. So I'm just going to say right now, a lot of updates. I'm rolling I'm rolling through the sheet here that they gave me. And man, they're, it's pretty thick. I'm not going to bore you, but you can hear it. Many pages right here. And engine changes, chassis changes. Uh, and let me just tell you, I went trail riding today. Had a great time. Uh, I usually can't say that a lot when I go trail riding, but man, I think this bike helped me enjoy my day a little bit. Uh, if you guys don't know, we do some of these videos with Racer X Online. Spencer Owens is my video guy that I use. He hasn't gone trail riding a lot in his day. He's young. He's in his 20s. I took him out in the high des for some single tracks, some hill climbs, just, you know, trail riding, which you and your buddies do, like to go do. This WR uh, was fun to ride, and uh, Spencer had a good time, learned a lot. Uh, I took Mike Ulrich and Steve Tarkowski. God, he's probably going to rip me up because I don't know how to say his last name. But nonetheless, those guys from Yamaha came as well. And we just do what you guys do, listening at home. We pack up, we go ride, three, four-hour trail ride, enjoy it. But in this three, four-hour trail ride, I'm diagnosing, I'm figuring out what this thing does better because I rode this bike last year. And although it was fun and and, um, and I'm not going to say, <laughs> I'm not going to say agile because that's what it wasn't, okay? But uh, I'm just going to say it. It's a boat. That thing was a boat. It's a little heavy. It was planted and felt nice, but it just, fuck, man. It was tough to move around in tight spots because it felt big. Well, now with the chassis changes that they did, basically, it got all of the updates like the YZ450F did in 2020. So in 2021, the WR followed suit, and now it has almost every single change the 2020 YZ450F have. This is what the WR450F has in 2021. Uh, I'm just going to read you some things they have right here. Compact cylinder head. Different. That was on the YZ. Uh, new cylinder head camshaft valve train. Uh, stronger, longer pulling power, which we'll discuss. Uh, piston changes. Man, I'm just going through. The chassis has also changed, of course. The frame. Um, the tank rail wall thickness has been reduced 0.5 millimeters. Engine cradle tube thickness increased 0.5 millimeters. Refined fork components. That means triple clamp, front axle. Man, there's just a whole host of changes right now. You can go to Yamaha-Motor.com and check it out. Um, they have that list down there. But as I'm rummaging through what they had, um, here's, here's the gist of it, okay? And here's what they did change. Uh, right here it says updated with 2020 YZ450F engine and chassis. That is tuned for off-road riding. Okay, of course it's a WR. Wide ratio five-speed transmission, so it's a little different than the YZ. 
multifunction, function, <laughs> multifunction, not a function. All right, multifunction meter, which of course um, you can go do some enduro timekeeping. You can have a clock. All that dashboard stuff right there is in front uh, behind the head the headlight. Um, so that is cool. A radiator fan. Um, you have an accessory option for the competition ECU. So you do not have the Yamaha Power Tuner app capability like you do on the YZ here because obviously this is for OHV land. This isn't a closed course motorcycle. So emissions says, nope, can't have that shit. So we got to choke you up. We've got to uh, lock you out. Um, basically the same thing your wife does at home, locks you out, chokes you up, can't do anything. <laughs> this is what we got here in the WR. But GYTR YPAD has an accessory option. You can get an ECU and a CCU, put that thing in this WR, and then what that does, shh, makes it illegal. It's illegal if you go ride it in the on the trails on OHV land, but you will have the capabilities to have a Yamaha power tuner, and then you can change maps, and they do have maps for you there. I do not have one. I did not get one today because I was legal. That's right, legal. So no uh, no big bores or cheating over here on this day. Um, but I'm glad that they have that option if you guys are going to go race it and you guys chose a WR for the fuel tank, which we'll get to. Um, and, of course, an 18 true wheel, steel rear sprocket, Composite engine guard, which is a you know skid plate. That's what they use here. Uh, aluminum side stand, aka kickstand, and tail and headlights. Which I don't know, man. Let's dual let's dual sport this thing. Yamaha, can we make this WR a dual sport? Are you making a dual sport? Because if this thing was dual sport, holy shit, that'd be fun. And I want to tell you guys right now. I always bust my friends' balls. Say I want to buy a dual sport. And I'm like, dude. I'm not that old. I don't want to be dual sporting. If I want to ride a dirt bike, I want to ride a dirt bike. I want to go trail riding. I want to go moto. I want to go fast. I'm not ready for a dual sport. If I want to go on the street, I'll you know I'll buy a street bike. Well, I must be getting old. I'm getting up there. Maybe that's you know what happens when we get old. We want to go on the street and then you know go bust out some cart roads, some jeep roads. But this thing would be bitching as a dual sport. So Yamaha, if you're listening. Uh, make a dual sport like this. This would be great. This would be awesome. Um, if you guys want to dual sport it, maybe you're in a state that will allow it, do it because this would be hella fun um, on the streets and the trail. I want to talk about a couple things I noticed that I liked right away when I wrote it. Uh, it has a 2.1 gallon fuel tank. And what's cool about this is it, when most of the time when manufacturers make a fuel tank or I'm going to throw Honda under the bus right now, like the RX. That thing is a monstrosity up front, right where you, you know, where you lay your nuts. Okay, that thing is wide, bulky, doesn't look friendly, it looks intimidating. You know, your penis is getting sucked back in because you're like, holy shit, I don't want to rack my nuts on that thing. What Yamaha does here is it tucks it underneath the seat more versus going out and up. So it's a little bit lower, right? You're getting a little bit more capacity, which is, I think, 0.3 gallons more um, than the YZ450F. And this thing, this WR, I'm going to call it a thing, this this WR feels narrower or, I, I, okay, I won't say that, 
as narrow as a YZ450F. That's huge for an off-road bike. And you're getting more fuel capacity. That's almost unheard of. Unless you buy an aftermarket tank where it has a lot of uh, R&D and technology. But even still, even sometimes when you get an aftermarket oversized tank, it's still not as thin as what this thing is on the y, on the WR450F. Now, I haven't, I'm just going to be straight up with you, I haven't gone this long of a distance to see what the capacity is, okay? Uh, today, we did about 40 miles-ish, but slow speed, climbing some hills. You'll see on the RacerX video that we did, you can go to racerxonline.com and check this thing out. I think it'll be up sometime the week of the 4th of April, so you can go there and check it out. But had a good time, mostly play riding, not just pinned wide open. So I would assume this thing can go 40 miles at a good clip. That's good if you guys are racing it, right? Because most of the time in off-road world, the loops are anywhere between 35 to 45 miles. And you want to be able to get that before you dump some more fuel in there. So I thought that was pretty cool. Like it didn't feel bulky. It didn't feel heavy. And it didn't look like a, a monstrosity like the RX does. I do not like that. So uh, right away I was like, huh, that's cool. A negative, though, for me is it doesn't have handguard stock. I know my test rider, Michael Allen, always bitches when these off-road bikes do not have handguards. Well, Yamaha, let's step it up. Let's put some handguards on. You recognize this thing is an off-road bike as you put a skid plate on it, but you're like, nah, fuck it. I'm not going to put handguards on. Put some handguards on here. I mean, it's an off-road bike. Most, I'm going to say 95% of the guys are going to buy aftermarket handguards. Develop some cool OEM handguards, put them on there, and that's one less thing these guys got to worry about. And you're, you're jabbing KTM. KTM puts handguards on their off-road models, so maybe you guys uh, out there should put the, the blue guys out there should put some handguards on here. So, um, All right, so right on the trail... I start this thing up, and I guess I should preface this whole podcast like, look, yes, I am a moto guy. I like to ride moto, but I grew up racing off-road. No, am I out grinding um, miles on the trails? No. Am I Cody Webb doing extreme? No. But I do like going trail riding, especially when there's a bike that's comfortable that allows me to go long distances on the trails that I like to ride. Out here on the West Coast, we did this test on Racer X, and I'm talking to you guys right now on this podcast. I understand it. I'm not up in Northern California when you have tighter single track. I'm not on the East Coast where it's slimy, slippery, shitty. If you guys want to take this, this evaluation that I'm going to talk about as a West Coast or Southern California evaluation, then that's fine. I understand. I'm not oblivious to... Uh, other conditions that are around here in the United States, okay? This is what I got. Yamaha's close. It's California. This is how testing works, people. A lot of people get mad at me and say, hey, you don't come out here. Look, I would love to come out east and just ride new shit. But quite frankly, it is tough to do when I got to push out content and do these tests, and the manufacturer is here in California. So for you guys out there barking that, and I'm going to stick up for all media outlets that we can't just drop what we do and go back east. Yamaha, they're, they're based, they have a, a plant in Atlanta, Georgia. I would like to do this. I pitched it to RacerX and said, let me do some testing moto and off-road just for, the, for shits and giggles. 
to see what changes when I go back east. We did this test with Kenny Day on the KTM 350 on Florida sand back east, and things, settings have changed. So I would like to do that. So I just want to let you guys know that I'm not oblivious to different conditions, but this is what I feel like the bike did for me here on the West Coast. So I started up, I get out on the trail, and I notice how quiet it is, but I hear a lot of suction through the intake. Normally, when I ride a YZ, and I ride a YZ a lot, uh, I hear more of the muffler than I do the suction. It's louder towards the rear than the front. Yes, I hear the intake noise, but since the muffler on the WR is so damn quiet, I really hear the suction out of the intake a lot. So that took me a little while to get used to. But nonetheless, overall, it's a very quiet machine. Um, it has a delivery that's gentle. And it's not gentle in a negative way. So compared to last year's engine, the engine on uh, the WR last year was a little smoother, a little more lethargic, and then built up really good to the mid to top end. I will say the 21 WR has a snappier feel, but not so, so snappy where you're losing rear, rear, rear wheel traction. Okay? Uh, I will say the gear ratios that the WR has, which they are different from the YZ, the first gear is super, super low, like non-existent for me out here in Southern California. Like, I'm in first gear, I'm shifting right away. Like, there's nothing that I rode today in these miles that I put in that I needed first gear to chug up. I felt like second gear was low enough and I could cover the clutch that this thing lugs along very, very well. I want to say this as well. <clears throat> These are a couple of things that I had bullet points in my phone that I'm looking at. As free of an engine as this WR is, which is weird for me to say, I would not think this WR had a free-feeling engine if I would have looked at it and then hop on it. I was like, oh, wow, this thing does have a real free-feeling, uh, a little bit different than most other off-road bikes that I have ridden lately. When you normally have a free-feeling engine, you don't really get lugability out of that engine. Usually you have a free engine. It's, it's peppy. It's snappy. You get a lot of RPM response, and it's quick revving, so you're like, oh, it's exciting. This has a blend of both. It's quiet. It's free revving, and you can lug it. I could not believe, and I was taking uh, – that's why I mentioned Spencer on the, on the top of the show – Spencer, my video guy, doesn't know trails that well, doesn't know how to ride trails that well, so I had to help him in some areas and then go real slow up these hills to show him, like, hey, this is how slow you can go up it. It's okay. And I was in second gear, covered the clutch, and lugged the shit out of this WR up some hills, and it tracked right up, didn't flame out, didn't stall. And I did this several times in really tight areas, and I was like, wow. I was pretty impressed because on the way out to some of these trails, I was like, oh, this is free revving. It's a little bit loose feeling in the engine. I'm like, I'm not going to be able to lug anything. I'm going to have to rev it out, right, because it's so quiet. It's choked up in the muffler. I was wrong. You can lug it. It is choked up in the muffler, but you can cover the clutch and just lug your way up a lot of nasty cobby heels. So I thought that was super interesting to communicate with you guys as if you get this WR, you're going to be like, oh, man, it's free-feeling. It's it's revy, it's peppy, it has excitement, quiet, but yet I can lug it. So 
That was one of the benefits for me about this engine. That was the most noticeable difference that I felt from last year's engine. So, again, still smooth power, a little bit more RPM response down low. Lugability is very, very good. And then, for me, third gear on flowy trails was nice. It has a light, like I said, quick revving feel, so I could pop and hop over jumps. Uh, if you look on the Racer X video, you see me hopping over some rocks. Again, I'm not Cody Webb, but for me, it was fun. They're big to me, and I had a good time. So uh, not a lot of differences between 20 and 21 on the WR, but those differences that I mentioned, those things are standouts to me about this engine, and that's what I do like. Uh, if I could try to compare this WR, I know that's it's a different bike, and it's not in the same class, but... Uh, KX450X, I think, is a little bit heavier of an engine feel. Has more lugability, but doesn't have that... Uh, it has more crank mass feel to it than this WR does. The crank mass in the WR feels light, quick revving. Uh, CRF... Um, oh, let's, let's paint this picture. This is, all, this is really good. Um, when I ride a Honda 450X, okay? Again, choked up. Um, has a light feel, but doesn't have the lugability this WR has because it flames out on me. So there is a blend here in the WR that's rare. It's almost like a unicorn status for the off-road world where I'm getting a production engine, not doing anything to it, but lugging and have some throttle response is available to the rider at any time. Hey, guys, sorry to interrupt your WR450F pod. But it's time for some commercials, so just buckle down, stay tuned. We'll be back about eight to nine minutes of your life right now. Save yourself some money. Here we go. We'll be right back. All-American Chevrolet in Colleen, Texas is a proud supporter of Keeper 8 and invites everyone to experience the difference for all of your Chevy sales and service needs. Mention Keeper Inc. and get 50% off your next oil change and a front end alignment at no charge. Remember, whether you're hauling your bikes to the weekend track, trail, or race, or commuting to the job that pays for your moto habit, we have the truck to get you there in style. Visit us online anytime at ChevyColleen.com. That's All-American Chevrolet of Colleen. Chevy, find new roads. ScreenPrintingDone.com T-shirts! Get your sassy T-shirts! Yeah! Good morning. We didn't catch your name last night. ScreenPrintingDone.com I'm not supposed to be within 200 feet of a Chuck E. Cheese. I need that shirt. Where'd you get that shirt? ScreenPrintingDone.com Let's get into this T-shirt. It's a cute top. Where'd you get that shirt? ScreenPrintingDone.com That does sound awesome. I see things no one should ever see. I got a pretty dope sense of humor, bro. ScreenPrintingDone.com <laughs> You an older dude looking to race some races, maybe looking to do some longer motos? OregonOldTimers.com is coming out with a new 2021 schedule. We will have that up on the new shows in January, so check them out, OregonOldTimers.com. Any questions about going to the Old Timers Association, hit me up, Chris, at KieferInkTesting.com, and I'll help you out. See you guys at the races next year. Hey, Kiefer, what oil should I run? What weight should I run? Lots of emails coming in about oil. You know what I choose? Bloodlubricants.com, 1040 Pro Series Synthetic Oil. If you guys haven't run Blood Lubricants Synthetics, you should try it. Email Jeff over there at Blood Lubricants, info at bloodlubricants.com. Mention the code Kiefer, get 25% off a case of oil. 
I run the 1040 Pro Series in all of my test bikes here. It works great. Keeps the engine cooler as well. Clutch life is enhanced and longer. I go through clutches on that Yamaha YZ450F every 10 hours. Now I can go 15 hours. So great oil. Email Jeff over there. Use the code. Save yourself some money. Email me, chris at keferinktesting.com. If you have any questions about the oil, I'm happy to help. You got a new bike? Hell, you got an old bike? Go to ride-engineering.com. You can use the code KT25 to get 25% off. If you're looking for anything chassis-related, clamps, bar mounts, axle blocks, whatever it is, they even got calipers, brakes, they do it all over there at ride-engineering.com. So go check them out. Use the code. Save yourself some money. If you have any questions, you guys know the email. Visit them. Ride-engineering.com. Hey, did you crash? Or maybe you're just looking for a different handlebar bend. Go to protaper.com and go look at the Evo and Fusion line handlebars. I run the Fusion on the KTM 450, and I run the Evo on the YZ450F. Doesn't matter what you are. You like crossbars? You don't want a crossbar? Pro Taper has it. They got grips. Dude, they got some nice, soft grips. I'm a half waffle soft guy. Greatest grips ever. Go check them out. The race cut grips? Come on. I am an SX Race Evo and Fusion guy. So go check them out. ProTaper.com. And if you guys are wondering about handlebar dimensions, go to KeeferInkTesting.com. There's a complete article on which handlebar dimension is best for your bike. Go search around. It's a fun article. Keyfring testing, it's a great place to do it. You know what else is? Pro Taper. ProTaper.com. Maybe you're at home or in the car and you listen to the Kiefer Tested Podcast. Maybe you already own a home. Maybe you're looking to purchase. You know what? Rates are down, so maybe you should try refinancing now. I know Heather and I just did. You can pull cash out, debt consolidation, or... Maybe you just need some credit score advice. Deal with a professional that has been in the business for 25 years, dude. And this guy rides. He's a good dude. Zach Morris. No, not saved by the bell, Zach Morris. He's licensed in California, Nevada, and Colorado. You can call or text Zach at Plum Creek Funding, 720-212-4685. If you guys have any questions about Zach, hit me up, chris at keeferinktesting.com, or just simply text him yourself, 720 212 Four six eight five Plum Creek Funding. Zach Morris, hit him up. You guys looking to buy a new bike? 2021s are out. Go to Power Motorsports. That's right, they're in Oregon. PowerMotorsports.com. If you guys want a deal on a Yamaha, ooh, or a Kawasaki, ah, or maybe, just maybe, you want a KTM. They got them all there. They have Kiefer Inc. testing special discounts. Email me, chris at keferinktesting.com, and I will get you in touch with David Sibley. That's right, David Sibley at Power Motorsports. He knows the drill. He knows keferink testing gives the best deals possible, and so do Power Motorsports. Hit him up, powermotorsports.com. We're back. We're back. WR450F. First impression going down right now. Thanks for listening to the commercial. First gear, I'm out. Didn't like it. Never used it. Too low for me. I think they should change that. Second gear, very usable. Third gear, although when I'm clipping down um, some single track flowy stuff, I feel like I want to be in fourth gear just to get a little bit more traction. So to me, third gear is a little bit short. 
I would like the third gear to pull a bit longer, but fourth gear, thinking, hey, it's a high gear, very usable, still very usable. Never got in fifth, can't tell you about that. So most of the stuff that I rode today is flowy trails, tight sand washes, hill climbs, but nonetheless, big sand hills that we rode up today, fourth gear chugged right up. At the very top, I downshift to third, and it went right up without any issue. So fun engine for me. A little bit uh, different feeling from last year. Uh, 1350 gearing on this bike versus a 1349 on the YZ. If you guys would want to use first gear, and you guys are on the East Coast or in tighter areas than I am here, I would honestly go to a 1349. Make it a little bit more usable, and I don't think it would harm uh, second gear that much, and I think it would help third gear. So I think 1349 gearing could help first and third gear on this WR. That's my take. I'm going to try this. I will have this bike. I will be doing more stuff to it. I would like to get this competition, ECU and CCU, to see what this thing is capable of and uh, ride it in some other um, different events in 2021. Now, moving on the chassis, which I'm most excited about, doesn't feel like a tank, feels much lighter than last year's WR. Side-to-side movement is better, but also when I lift my front wheel up to hop over some whoops or rocks, I feel like the chassis is just firm in a good way, doesn't flex as much, but feels solid and light. Honestly, in some areas, it feels better than a YZ450. Like, I'm picturing in my mind as I'm riding down these trails a YZ. I'm like, it would feel so fucking heavy in these areas. But this WR, for whatever reason, and I know there's a lot of similarities in the YZ and the WR, this chassis with this suspension and the way the power is delivered feels lighter than the YZ. I know. This WR is heavier than the YZ, doesn't have the bottom end as a YZ, but it does just feel, feels a little bit more compact, feels a little bit better side to side, more planted. Yeah, I was blown away. So if you're looking for a lighter feeling blue bike, big blue bike, WR is pretty good. I talked to, I've talked to Travis and a couple guys at the R&D side on Yamaha, and when they were doing testing on this WR, they would go to these motocross tracks. Their lap times would be, as fast on this WR, if not faster, than the YZ. So something is is saying something about that, right? And when they told me that after I spewed my my whole spiel to them that I just did to you, they're like, yeah, man, uh, we rode some tracks, and we were just as fast, if not faster, on the WR. Delivery of power, chassis, and the, I think the transmission ratio, all that combined makes the bike easier to ride aggressively. I would concur on all of that. I rode, I didn't get to ride total aggressive <laughs> aggressive today on the trails, but the times that I did, I could actually feel the bike underneath me, the tires grab the dirt more than the YZ at times. And I've been trail riding on my YZ up in those same hills that I tested at today and just noticed like, man, this WR uh, just feels a little bit easier to ride up here. Obviously, 18-inch rear wheel, softer suspension, again, heavier flywheel, ratio, transmission ratio. All of these things combined made me enjoy my experience on this bike up in the trails. And I could tell 
that the work that the R&D guys did at, at Yamaha for this WR in Japan and here, uh, they've they really researched out researched this whole thing out quite a bit. Uh, the engine hangers on the I forgot to tell the, you guys this too. So the engine hangers are the same up on top, the top engine hangers, but the front mounts are different. I will say um, I don't notice it as much, but I do notice that uh, the tires aren't the grippiest tires. I've never been a huge fan of these tires on here. But um, for me, having an 18-inch rear wheel uh, does help the squish, and does it, it just makes it... Uh, feel better. I didn't really like an AT81 tire, so having 33s is still better uh, than an AT81 for me, so I like that. Um, another thing I noticed when I went into some rocks about the suspension, you know, <laughs> Yamaha has always been a class leader, KYB has always been a class leader in suspension. Nothing has changed on the WR side, okay? So I was thinking, holy shit, this uh, spring rates I'm looking at right now, YZ450F 5.0 fork, WR is a 4.6. Rear spring rate, YZ450 58 newton meter, uh, WR 56. I was thinking I'm going to a lot of front end dive. I'm going to get a lot of seesaw pitching when I'm on off throttle. No. The way the engine is delivered, having that free feel, plus having this suspension a little bit... Uh, valved different with more tight you know it's like, i think it's a the compliance for tight trails is a lot better than it was last year there is a better absorption uh the impacts hitting stuff at speed was better all of that is complemented with this kyb fork and shock as well as the frame having a, a stiffer frame in areas and then having this suspension that's been revalved and i do not know the spec that they they went to but to me, it feels like the valving was beefed up a little bit from last year because I did not get as near as much uh, off-throttle pitching to the front, which upsets the chassis, which makes you guys knife uh, the front end. I didn't get that at all. So the overall bike is better balanced and, uh, not again, not as heavy and just overall calmer than last year. Uh, dislike for me... Um, I did try, I still felt it was a little bit soft on the fork. I did try going two in on the compression, and that just made the fork deflect a little bit on sharp hits like rocks and embedded rocks. So I didn't really like that change. I would rather go back to stock. But I did go two in on low speed on the shock, and I did like that change because it just helped me soak up bigger hits or G outs or whoops on the rear end. So I did like that. KYB stuff, just for you guys, has always been a two-click compression type of suspension. If you're on Showa, it's more sensitive than it is with KYB. So I go one-click on Showa stuff if I want to change something. Then I usually go two-clicks on compression on KYB because it's not as sensitive as a Showa. So just FYI, I know some of you guys ask me, well, how many clicks should I go? Um, if you're KYB, go two clicks, Showa, just one click. Same thing with WP. I feel like WP is the same as KYB. I can go two clicks, and it's not as sensitive. So just uh, FYI out there. Hey, no hate comms on kickstands. I like it. Um, 
shit, I'd run one on my uh, motocross bike if they would allow it. That's that's fine. I like just bam, putting my kickstand down, heading out, taking a piss, taking a picture, whatever it is. This off road life is a is a good life with the kickstand. I didn't get to play with the multi function enduro meter, but they have uh, speed, trip one and two, and clock functions. Um, they even have race mode features that have average speed, timers, and trip functions. So um, they even have, this year, they have a fuel meter function. So you don't have to have any guesswork when you want to fill up. Um, you have warning lights, engine, and fuel lights. The fuel light comes on at 0.5 gallons remaining. So half a gallon, that fuel light will come on, which it did for me today. So that was cool. Um, the contrast is good, so you can see it. Obviously, you know, guys that are buying this bike are a little bit older dudes. Worst thing you can do is, like, have a have a trip meter and you can't fucking see it. So I like that uh, the bold letters and the numbers are, are viewable. I can see them when I'm riding. And the backlight, the display light, is uh, bright enough that I can see everything while I'm riding. Automatic on and off uh, radiator fan, so that is good. Um, I, that thing kicked on several times today, uh, when I was going up these sand hills retails for ninety seven ninety nine. not bad. That seems to be the standard issue, you know, with a couple hundred bucks here and there, uh, for an off-road model. So again, not quite as expensive as a KTM. And for me guys, and it, this is a fun bike. I would have to say, I say this a lot. A 450 KTM XCF is probably one of the funnest bikes I've ridden in off-road. But this is pretty damn close. I have a YZ FX, 450 FX I'm going to ride next week. Obviously, that's a closed-course motorcycle, unlike this one. But, ah, shit, being out the desert where I am right now, man, and having that 2.1-gallon tank and having these trip uh, functions and kickstand, all these things that I I really do enjoy, and then having a, a bike that's quiet that's still powerful – uh, it just makes sense to me. So this has given me the bug to buy a trail bike. I have yet to purchase with my own money a trail bike. I know it's hard to believe I'm in the desert. Why the fuck wouldn't I buy a trail bike? But I guess maybe I just never thought about it because I always had motorbikes. I just took motorbikes trail riding, and I never quite enjoyed the experience as much as I have with a WR450F like I did today. Uh, so if you guys are wondering, if you're a 70-30 hybrid guy, uh, man, honestly, like I would beef up the suspension a little bit, and I would ride this WR on a motocross track. I think it'd be great. So I might even try that on this bike with the suspension that is on right now and see how well it handles it just for the sake of helping you guys out that do ride moto sometimes. Hey, Kiefer, is it capable enough to go ride some moto? I think I'm going to find that out. I want to experience all that is a WR. So uh, kudos to the guys at Yamaha. Had a fun day. You guys can go to racerxonline.com and check it out. Uh, if you guys have any questions about a WR, Chris at KieferIncTesting.com. And I'm here to help you and uh, hopefully guide you in the right areas. But nonetheless, we're going to put more time on the WR450F, give you some more tips and tricks, maybe a mod or two. And uh, give you guys some baseline settings for this because off-road is important to you guys out there. So I want to get some different settings and get you guys as comfortable as possible. You can get that stuff over on KieferIncTesting.com. As always, open-door policy here. Feel free to bitch at me, praise me, whatever it is that you guys want to do. Give me some time to respond in an email format. But 
I am open door. I love to hear it all. I want to improve. I want to help you guys out. And I want to be interactive with my reader and listener. So unlike other media media outlets out there, I want to uh, listen to you guys, bitch. I want to listen to your complaints about what I'm talking about or what I type or what I say. Um, I want to improve. I want to try to get better. I'm not perfect. I'm not the end-all, be-all of testing. I just want to help you guys out and get better as we go along here. So, um, yeah, so we'll get back and we'll get you more off-road information. Next week, I'm going to ride the YZ450FX. We'll get you a pod up on that. There are also some changes on there. I have that sheet as well right here. So to give you guys a sneak peek, uh, Stu Baylor's awesome. There's a picture of Stu Baylor here. This is a pure close-course competition, 450 cross-country racer. So same thing. YZ450FX has been updated with 2020 YZ450F engine and chassis. So again, just like the WR, it has the same um, bones, so to speak, as a YZ450F. So we're going to test that. But the difference is with that, we're going to go ride it at a motocross track, and we're going to do a GP all in the same day, see if the big beast can handle it. And you know what? I'm going to take out the WR450F for shits and giggles as well. And to see how well that thing does. And then I'm going to compare the two. You know, if the WR is better, I'm going to tell you guys. Say, hey, man, WR is better. I'm going to moto the shit out of this thing. Or I'm going to say, man, the 450FX is exciting. Still has that tractability that you guys want. And maybe a little bit more snap. We'll see. But we're going to head that out here uh, next week. And we'll discuss it here, right here on the Kiefer Tested Pod. Uh, I'm going to go to Pulp. That's right. Going to Pulp. Monday night. Uh, what what date is that? I think that's April. Let me see here. It is April 5th. I will be with Steve in studio. Talk about some dirt bike racing, supercross racing. If you guys got questions, call into the show. Hopefully get some off-road guys on there. Steve asked me today, hey, who, do we, who should we have for a guest? I was like, how about an off-road guy? He just never responded. He just kept living his life. So I'm trying for you guys out there. I'm trying to push some off-road over on Pulp. Uh, but maybe what we'll do is we'll put this WR information that I'm about to to uh, put out, uh, baseline settings. I'm going to put it on Pulp just to piss Steve off. Yeah, Pulp Off-Road. Suck it. Let's do it. All right, we'll see you next week, guys. I'm going to go and uh, dip in this jacuzzi that I'm looking at right now. It looks mighty good. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks for joining me.